how many laws does it take to be considered under the law? Mm-hmm. And the answer that came to me is that whatever law you put your faith in, if you put your faith in a specific law, you know, that if I do this, then God will do that, mm-hmm. then, you know, you put yourself in position of following the law in order to achieve something mm-hmm. instead of just being under God's grace. As Paul said, who has bewitched you that mm-hmm. you have started in the spirit, then now that you are being made perfect by the law. And so that really stunned me because I've received that revelation going to Sigonella while I was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And I, I closed the book. I'm like, I know that's not what, you know, God telling me, you know, because <laughs> I didn't want to receive that, you know, right. because I was practicing that specific law mm-hmm. to receive, you know, what God said we would receive. Right. So when I got over there, the spirit kept bothering me about it. I called you, in fact, from mm-hmm. Sigonella and I was talking to you about mm-hmm. it. And I recall you uh, asking me, sort of being the devil's advocate, mm-hmm. you know, challenging the the validity of that particular thing that God had gave me, mm-hmm. and uh, and praise the Lord, He had already prepared me for your, you know, your questions. Mm-hmm. I knew then that this was something that the Spirit of God wanted me to uh, put out mm-hmm. to the people because it was a very clever deception, mm-hmm. and that's what inspired me to write the book. You know, the, so expose Satan's um, trickery because right. Paul says, "Let us not be ignorant of his devices." Right. For him to have a device in the church that you know is affecting most people, mm-hmm. that was a, that's a very clever trick because mm-hmm. most people are not aware of it. Right. You know, because they think it's a good thing. So, what is the importance of that knowledge of knowing those things? Well, the importance of that knowledge is is that, first of all, you get out of the law Mm. and you walk in God's true grace. Mm. Because like Paul say, who has bewitched you? Mm. Have you started in the spirit, which I did, Mm. and now have you been made perfect by the law? I mean, have you completed your perfection by walking in the law? And so when I realized that I received the blessings of God by faith in Christ alone right and not by any other uh, law you know could I obey that God was going to bless me because he's already blessed me through Jesus Christ mm-hmm. when Jesus said what work when the men asked Jesus what work must we do in order to uh, receive God Jesus said here's the work you do believe on him whom God has sent mm-hmm. so they were asking well, what laws do we need to follow for to please God that's right. what they were asking and Jesus said here's what you follow Believe on him. Mm-hmm. And and that's what the church is, uh, you know, that's what the Lord was revealing me, what his trick was, to that we get away from believing him and trusting our own works right. to receive what God had for us. Mm-hmm. Under the law, mm-hmm. used from the Bible that Satan is using. Now, isn't there certain, isn't there um, things that we can kind of de- focus our attention on other than the fact of the blessing of the Lord in that sense, or, you know. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the thing we should focus our attention on, which like I say, Satan is very clever to like a magician to show you what's in one hand so that you don't see what the other hand is doing. Mm-hmm. So while he's trying to show you how to be, receive the blessings of God, he's robbing you of what God really requires of you. Mm-hmm. And like Jesus had shared, the thing that God requires is that we produce fruit. Mm-hmm. 
So if we produce fruit, then that's what pleases God. Okay. And so men get caught up in everything else, you know, other than producing fruit. All right. This is how Satan uh, can cleverly sidetrack us, mm. even even if um, we love the Lord, by not knowing, like Paul say, by not knowing his tricks, by not knowing his devices. I got you. So there is a there is a point or place in in our in our walk with the Lord. How can a person be deceived? You know, I think that you asked that question to certain people. How do you know you're deceived if you don't know what that what that looks like? Exactly. I mean, everybody that goes to their specific church, if you think about it, I mean, who believes that their leader is lying to them? I mean, who believes that their leader is sending them to hell? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, obviously you go there because you think he's telling you the truth. Right. So uh, if he's lying to you and if you don't know the word of God by the spirit of the Lord, then, you know, most likely you can be deceived. Okay. And if you won't know it unless you hear a word, as something that will trouble your spirit. Mm. Just as when I heard, when I read the scripture, do we receive the blessings of Abraham by works of the law or is it hearing, is it by the hearing of faith? Mm. Well, I knew the answer was by the hearing of faith. Right. But so I closed the book because I didn't want to, you know, think of, oh, wait a minute now, what, what, what Paul going with that? I closed the book. I didn't want to, you know, know what any more of what Paul was saying mm-hmm. at that point. I Close, sort of close my mind to what he was saying. and uh, But the spirit in me kept pondering. And so we have to consider how you'll be deceived is by when you hear the truth. And like you had said in the beginning of your program, see if these things are true, mm-hmm. you know, by the spirit. You know, you can't use your intellect to interpret the Bible because this is how Satan operates through reasoning, mm-hmm. intellect. And so, you know, we can make the word of God say sort of what we want. When you take the word of God out of context, right. but when you add precept upon precept, then you know something. If if the if when you rightly dividing the word is mm-hmm. when you come against something that contradicts what you're you're being taught, mm-hmm. then that's how you know something is wrong with your math. Right. You see, because if you're doing right division, your answer should come out right. Mm-hmm. But if you do make one mistake in the long division, then your answer is going to be wrong. Okay. But you ain't gonna know if it's wrong if you don't accept. Wait a minute. If you haven't been taught right, if you the haven't right been way, taught right, we are we are in that place where somebody might say, "Well, are you saying all churches are like that, or are you just saying the fact that if you're at a church, some of the things that you need to keep in mind when you're being taught and being uh, ministered to by a pastor or whomever." Guard your heart, right? Guard your heart. I mean, the Bible teaches us that. Uh, do not lean toward man for your understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, be careful of the doctrine of the religious leaders, the mm-hmm. Pharisees and Sadducees. When God told the church, it pleased them that he tried men that claimed they were apostles. Mm-hmm. And let's look in this day and time, leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it pleased God that we should try men to see what sort of Um, spirit they have, you know, by the word. You have to try the spirit by the spirit. Mm -hmm. You don't know your word. And if you're not engaged in your word or in the spirit of the Lord, then most likely you won't be able to tell Mm -hmm. if you're deceived. You know, as I was talking to some Jehovah Witnesses, you know, I asked them, how do they know if they deceive? They said, well, the Bible, thinking, you know, knowing that they have other books that they read besides Mm -hmm. the Bible. And so I say, no, I say, because all the churches have Bibles. Mm -hmm. I said, but it's something else. And I wouldn't let her know what it was at that time, but it is by the spirit, you know, mm-hmm. so 
uh, Jesus said, I will give you the spirit and he will lead you into all truth. Mm. So it's only by the spirit of God that we can be led into all truth. Mm. And and that's what led me to, um, you know, the book, Deadly Deception in the Church, because Satan has gotten us away from grace and got us practicing the law and getting us away from what the God requires of us, which mm. is producing fruit. When you're being taught or you're being ministered to, is it more about stuff or things, or is it about the kingdom of God of producing fruit? You can test the word to see if by listening to that message, it's going to help you produce the fruit of the Spirit, which in Galatians 5, which is love, joy, peace, uh, long-suffering, those are the things that are required uh, for us to produce. Uh, Like Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branch. And if any branch in me that don't produce any fruit, my Father will cut off and cast away. So you can see why Satan would want to divert your attention from producing fruit and getting into the law, because the law is not going to produce fruit. Right. All right. So we uh, covered the the deadly deception in the church, the book that's been published. And um, where can they pick up that book right off? Um, They can pick that book up from the X-Libraries company, um, www.xlibraries.com. And just type in the search, deadly deception in the church. Can you spell that? X Libris is X L I B R I S, X Libris. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. So you can pick up that book if you're interested in reading it and, and discovering what that deception is and and how you can can learn from and grow from doing the opposite of what the enemy is trying to get you to do. And so we have this next book that's coming out, you know, and if you read the first one, you're going to be excited about the second one. Absolutely. So what was the inspiration by writing the book? What do you call it again? What's the second book? What God created when he created you. What God created when he created you. So what was your inspiration for that book? Well, the inspiration was God, you know, again, revealing another mystery Mm -hmm. that, uh, that was so profound that... I couldn't believe, I mean, it, it just gave me power, you know, as I just walked into the, the revelation of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought the first book, Deadly Deception in the Christ, I thought that was a great, you know, revelation that God used to expose Satan's tactics. Right. But this book tops that book in as far as revelation, because I believe personally now that this is the greatest revelation <laughs> that... And so, and you know, based on Nicodemus' encounter with Jesus, and when Jesus told Nicodemus that you must be born again uh, to enter the kingdom of heaven, and uh, Nicodemus' response was, but Lord, how can I be, you know, being an old man, go back into my mother's womb? And the revelation that came from that particular uh, scripture, it was so profound that I'm like, wow. I tell you, it's going to help people be victorious, you know, like it's helping me and and it's helped me to be victorious in the things of God in such a way that I know who I am in Christ. Mm, sounds good. So the inspiration is the, the change of thinking about who you are versus who God calls you to be, right. or created you to be. Right. And, and what God revealed was that 99 percent of Christians are not so much aware of what really God created when they became born again. They know they're saved. And and I think that, you know, from there, uh, you know, that's probably the where they take it. You know, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. 
But, you know, it's much greater and much more powerful than that itself. Salvation was one thing, but what God revealed in the book was that not only did God save us mm-hmm. uh, from our sins, but the greatest part is what he did uh, in creating the new creature, mm-hmm. which was the mystery that was hidden from ages. And so uh, Satan had no idea, you know, of uh, Jesus' mission. Well, not just to save people. Satan knew that, hmm. but he didn't understand the second mission that Christ had by dying for our sins. Hmm. And it could be, uh, you know, the new creature that God created, and it is so powerful. And this is the, this is something the Lord gave me uh, with this book that God created us our spiritually to be a nuclear weapon in the spirit realm, hmm. but Satan got us thinking like a firecracker. Hmm. So you see, and so, amen. amen. So, and, and it's trying to, the, the what God is trying to reveal is trying to get us to see, to walk as the nuclear weapon Christian, mm-hmm. because we are thinking too much like firecrackers and Satan is beating us up. You know, you might startle him with a little noise, mm-hmm. but once he say, oh man, that was just a little firecracker, you know, mm-hmm. let's get back to business as usual, mm-hmm. you see, but a nuclear weapon clears out the place. So basically we are lions with... Uh, with no teeth. We're lions with no teeth and no roar. (laughs) Some people have some roars, but they don't have a bite. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's true. You know, know, so so your inspiration is really to get a person, a a, a brother and sister in the Lord to, to recognize who we, who we, who we are in Christ Jesus. Absolutely. And once they see, like the scriptures say, not even the gates of hell Mm -hmm. can come against them. Mm -hmm. And here's what the spirit added, neither what's behind the gates. Right. So if the gates of hell can't come against you, mm. imagine what's behind the gates of hell. Mm-hmm. Nothing in there can come against us. Mm. That's the type of creature that God created. All right. So you are a believer. You get saved. What is the transformation between understanding the truth that this man came from a woman, virgin lady? And he is the savior of the world. And you've come to the point where you grabbed hold of that. Then you come to the, to the understanding that now you are part of the family of God. You're the son and daughters of God. And he gives you that, that, that promise that you will see eternal life and spend all eternity with him. The in between, the in between. How does a person lose sight of who they are? Where's the deficiency in the in between for a brother and sister in the Lord that's not walking in that? that faith, that courage, that power, that boldness? What happens in that process? Well, you know, like Jesus was saying in the, in the parable of the, uh, the, uh, the vineyard, the farmer who planted seeds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to think that um, only 25% of the uh, hearers mm-hmm. produced the fruit. Okay, gotcha. The other 75% did not produce fruit, mm-hmm. even though they started, mm-hmm. and some started off well, but they still didn't produce fruit. Right. So that parable that Jesus described, mm-hmm. uh, and we can look at, you can actually take those those four particular hearts, mm-hmm. I, I want to call them the grounds that the seed fell on, right. and then you can look at the churches in Revelation, mm-hmm. uh, the seven churches in Revelation, and you can see which type of ground that those churches had. Mm-hmm. So you can see only one, maybe two churches actually had enough substance to produce the fruit. Mm-hmm. So even in this book here, 
even the emphasis is still on producing fruit, but it, it shows you what you have to do mm. in order to produce that fruit. Because most Christians and what they do, you know, sure, going to church is fine. And, and maybe you may hear a word or something that gives you a little substance to produce that fruit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, from, you know, the things that I've been hearing coming from, you know, most uh, TV ministries is all about finances. Okay. And so Satan, again, diverting you, mm -hmm. you know, who don't want to, who don't want to have money? Who don't want to be blessed financially? Mm -hmm. You know, of course, everybody has a desire for that. I mean, that's, you know, even a poor man has a desire for that. So if you can bring the kingdom of God to him saying, hey, you can be rich, mm -hmm. and he grabs a hold of that, and all he's concerned about is being rich, mm -hmm. he's not like Jesus say, so what if you gain the whole world, right. but you lose your only soul? Right. And so, and Satan's, again, tactic is to divert you to think that uh, by you gaining this wealth, you know, you in good standing with God, mm -hmm. instead of keeping you focused on, you know, whether you're producing that fruit. Right. And so the power of God, once we come into that power, we recognize that, you know, we have the power to produce fruit as long as we abide in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so once we understand that he's divine and we are the branch, we just let divine flow through us, mm -hmm. what he needs to flow through us in order for that fruit to be produced. Okay. And this is what church is lacking. And, you know, and you can see it, uh, Gary, in, in the way that uh, people always want you to come to their church. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, a lot of people that go to the, the church they're inviting you to won't step foot in yours because right. they don't feel like your church is going to be teaching them anything correct. Right, right. And so you can see that where is the love that if we can't come together as brothers in Christ mm -hmm. because you believe this from this church and mm -hmm. you believe this doctrine or that doctrine, mm -hmm. then your love is lacking. The God's kind of love. Right. See, and that's where, you know, where your religion, you love them. Jesus said, if you love them to love you, what good is that? Right. Sinners do that. Yeah. So if you love them, that's of your denomination. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the sinners, hey, the bloods love the bloods mm -hmm. and the crips love the crips. Yeah. You know, so, right. yeah. <laughs> but they can't deal with each other, you right. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it's the same likewise, you know, in the spirit realm, uh, as we are coming in what Christians are not aware of, again, Satan diverting the institution of what Christ wants us to, to do, which is to produce fruit. In fact, Christ says, that is what glorifies my father. Right. So not your finances, mm -hmm. not all your, you know, your beautiful things that you believe God bless you with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, not your church, not your denomination. That's not what glorifies God. Mm -hmm. You know, it is you as a person producing fruit mm -hmm. before God through Jesus Christ, that his son might be glorified mm -hmm. by what people see in you. Mm -hmm. So, so connecting the two books, because you keep going back to fruit, right? Absolutely. You are saying, um, one, they're the deception to keep you from bearing fruit. Right. And two, do you know who you are in order to produce that in fruit? In order to produce fruit. And I've never seen it that way. Thanks, yeah. Ruby. I never, I'll just write the book. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one who bridged that together. Mm -hmm. But obviously, that's a powerful thing. I yeah. didn't see it that way, but because uh, I'm just trying to reveal you know, to the reader you know, what God did and when he created, when they became born again. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, we can see the church getting away from that concept. Right. And so people use the phrase, are you saved? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when mm -hmm. I was out there in the streets talking to the homeless and I asked the homeless, are they saved? They said, well, yeah, yeah, I believe in God. You know, I believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. But the spirits say, don't ask them that no more. Ask them, are they born again? Mm -hmm. And each one that I asked that question to, even a guy who was out there in the street who was whose dad was a pastor, mm -hmm. when I asked him, was he born again? He's like, huh, born again? 
What's that? In closing, Father God, I just want to thank you in the name of Jesus yes, that yes, you will be the blessing. Be the blessing we pursue. We, yes, we you have to be the key to to everything that we want to achieve or obtain. Thank you. Because only in you will we have success, O Lord yes, God. God. Only in your word will we have success, yes, O Lord. Lord God. And though you've put people in, in our lives to minister and to speak into our lives and to encourage us. Yes, Lord. But Father, bottom line is you are the source of all those things. It is your spirit that gives us wisdom and knowledge. Yes, God. We praise and exalt you. And ultimately, Father God, in all this, no matter who we're talking to, the ultimate reason is that we bear fruit. Yes, God. Bear more fruit. Yes, we can God. be bearing fruit, but Christ desires for us in Christ, engaging with Christ, connecting with Christ means that we want to be bearers of more fruit. Yes, God. Never getting weary in the places that we are, never being satisfied and just bearing fruit. Yes, God. But we want to be people that are more fruit bearers. So we give you praise. We give you honor yes, and glory. Lord. Thank God for the, the our special guest, Tyrone Thank Everett, you, brother in Christ, an author of two inspiring books to motivate you, to get you from, from knowing what f the fruits that you need to follow and how to follow and get those fruits in your life. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you and we thank praise you, and Jesus. exalt you in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week and hearing my brother speak his heart. And uh, if it was troubling, if it was something that you didn't recognize or understand, seek the word, seek the Holy Spirit that he might direct you in the way that you should go, that you might never depart from what God is saying in the words that he gives to men. As we say this, we say, let the spirit teach you and let the spirit guide you because that's what he was sent to do. Thank you, Lord, Thank in you. Jesus name. Jesus. You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com. That's iwfimh at gmail.com.